Welcome to Moving a Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have some awesome co-hosts and friends with us for a very shagadelic episode. And I'm just going to drop it at that, because, you know. You beat me to it. I was going to say shagadelic also. This is Blake, your Mike Myers expert. Yeah, baby, yeah. This is Brian, and I'm your <laughs> cryogenically frozen in space expert. Yes. And so we're talking Austin Powers and some British Austin beers. Powers, International Man of Mystery. Yes, the very first one, which came out in 97. 1997. At the height of the 90s, uh, learning about you know what, what sexual diseases you could catch and how uh drug culture was a thing yeah so mike myers <laughs> character was a spy in the 60s and got cryogenically yeah got cryogenically frozen to, so, to chase after dr evil his nemesis yes he was waiting who was for him also frozen with his who was also played by mike myers apparently he wanted to get jim carrey for that role yeah but carrie couldn't do it because he was doing uh liar liar yeah. So he just decided to play so both. So he played both roles. Which yeah, worked really well. both are memorable. It, it worked well. He did. Yeah. It, it it did work out. So so a lot of this movie is spent thinking about how he is still in the '60s and acts like it, and there's still people in today's age who look and act like they're in the '60s and have that opinion and are womanizing jerks and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> well, yeah. he's not a jerk. He does at one point. He's respectful to women. Yeah, he's just at that time the whole thing was free love, and he even says to Doctor Evil, "We're going to spoil it because this movie's ancient." Yeah, uh, like us. Towards the end, he tells Doctor Evil, "It's not about like you know free love and all that. We were just against." You know, bat, uh, fat cats making money, man. And we just wanted to have a good time and, and have good, you know, good love. And if we knew about condoms and all that, we would have done it with the same spirit. Yeah. It's kind of a nice message in a weird, silly, packed full of jokes making fun of yeah. James Bond movie. Yeah. So, so this film is a send up of all those kind of 60s spy genre films. Yeah. yeah. It and also a, a send up of kind of the swing in London, 68 the, the, to 72. The mod, right? Mod, mod, mod yeah, culture? Modern, culture. Yeah. Modern culture where they're dancing in the streets and wearing weird fat Doing colors. Go-go and, dances. Yes. Body painting. The movie, the movie even has interstitial. Free love, baby. Lots of free love. The movie even does interstitials of a uh, real groovy swinging music as everyone just kind of dances around to make an easy transition change. What is the point of those? To like make it easy to change scenes without explaining it or just to have? Yeah. It, it, it's like a mood setter to, to okay. qu- quickly change uh, time and place mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having to change time or place. I like you don't that. realize, okay, it. we, we jump to the next scene. I appreciate that. It's, yeah, it's I like in the it. place of a commercial, basically. Yeah. I wouldn't hate if uh, modern movies brought it back. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would be very, very, retro for them to do that because they did that back in the day that's the whole thing is like yeah. it's not something they invented for the film it's that's what they used yeah to do. it it was in in keeping with the send-up of kind of the 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 films of the 60s yeah the spy yeah. films yeah etc that's what i do appreciate about this movie i i talk a lot of smack about the later ones because they do just a lot of the same jokes this one already did. Over and over. And, and this one does the send-ups, which is a, a fun piece of satire in the same vein as like the Naked Gun movies and uh, Loaded Weapon, all those m- films. Like We know it's it's silly. We're going to poke fun at it. We're going to tell a story and have fun with it. But I also appreciate that this one kind of tackled, like what, what if a guy from the 60s just showed up in the 90s? He has trouble with that little laptop. There's a reference to AOL, which I think they did to like get a sponsorship. Like now it's silly. Yeah, I don't know if they all, we all sponsorship or it was there on purpose or that was just what they had. That was it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but we we all now are, are remembering the multitude of discs. The the 
the landfills of AOL discs. That I did an art project with them. I made like a <laughs> we 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 broke them into pieces and then did mosaics out of them. That's amazing. Because you could, because there were so I threw many. My, I like, threw mine away. Stacked hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you just e- got every them day, in the mail. Every day you got one. It That's was, not Shagadelic, baby. No. no, it's not. But you saw him put a CD on a record player and <laughs> put the needle right. on the top of the CD thinking that it was a record. That's how you play a record. Sure. Was yeah. that one of the times they played uh, Sweet Love by Burt Bacharach? Yeah. <laughs> to like, show him like learning his lesson oh, or yeah, something? And, and my man Burt <laughs> showed up in the film. Uh, he did. Great. And, but and it, that was and, nice. And he was old then. I mean, I'm assuming... He's not with us anymore, but yeah, no, that was like classic sixties yeah. era. I'm surprised he didn't get uh, Engelberg Humperdinck instead <laughs> of Burt Bacharach, but you never know. Maybe they tried and they just couldn't. I don't know. So this movie, Austin Powers freezes himself to keep up with Doctor Evil, who freezes himself to come back in the future in a big Burger Boy, big <laughs> big boy big burger, Burger Boy satellite, which gave us the most subtle joke of the film, and I love it. That when the the Colorado military. Talks about Colorado military. Military in Colorado. And says, it's big boy. Big boy's back. Well, sir, I don't think he ever left with his great deals and delicious meals. Shut up, private. I mean, like, <laughs> Dr. Evil's back. And then uh, and then Austin's brought back to speed in the late 90s. We point out what's silly about the 60s in that, at the time, modern era. Yeah. Where it's now 2023. We've learned even more than then. Austin has trouble uh, adjusting. We get Dr. Evil also have trouble adjusting. <laughs> well, he, he asked for a million dollars and yeah. everyone laughs. They're like, here, uh, I'll well, just write well, you a personal check. Well, well, so, well sir, the, the company I'm running that you love for, to me is making $9 billion easily, yearly. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. okay. I mean a billion dollars. Ba-na-na, a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, really? Yeah, it's funny. And they come back to that towards the end when he's, yeah, yeah. like, he's going to drill <laughs> yeah. towards this, which is an actual, I think, plot from a Bond movie. It has to be. It sounds really it familiar. It sounds very, very familiar. And not just from me watching this movie three or four times in, in 97. High school? Middle school? I, I was a, a wee lad when this came out, and boy, my friend sure quoted the hell out of it. I did yeah. too. There's a lot of man. quotable quotes. Well, yeah. I mean, th- this whole film was, was meant as a uh, send-up of kind of 60s trope, yeah. spy tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw... Uh, hints of Moonraker, James Bond. I saw hints of Man from Uncle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I saw uh, sen- uh, pieces of Get Smart. Uh, yeah. Six million dollar, uh, six million dollar woman. Six million dollar man the, and uh, woman. Yeah, fembots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, fembots. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. <laughs> and that's uh, gonna be a movie and a beer after dark. <laughs> movie and a beer after dark. And uh, uh, also the Pink Panther films, like the right, the, yeah. the the drill to the center of the earth is very similar to some of the things that the Pink Panther uh, Inspector Clouseau really? fights against. Yeah, I didn't realize the well, anything it, had was that earth shaking. That's cool. Yeah, well, the I don't remember which film, but he had a space laser to blow up different cities. Oh, you mean a yeah. laser, quote unquote, quote unquote, <laughs> quote, unquote laser. laser. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th- this whole kind of and and also sixties farce where people are chasing each other from doorway to doorway that that kind of groovy yeah yeah sixties like, comedy fun thing. music's playing while they like go through doorways and then the bad guy pops up and the the heroes come through like whoa hey and they run back around okay, okay so even do. though that actually didn't happen in this film yeah so I'm no. a little mistaken question how how up. how much green or blue screen green screen was in this not a lot I don't think if much not, not I mean the, the big boy floating in space yeah, yeah. 
So it's all practical. The sets were super cheesy, and you could tell they were sets. They made no effort to hide the fact these were Hollywood sets. And I'm curious, yeah. is that due to funds? Because this Probably. is the first time this was ever a thing. But also, there could be a setup to... Like, no, I, I'm like, sure it was an old... attempt to emulate 60s yeah. films that were all shot on soundstage. Because I love watching an old Bond movie, but I love it even more when they slam a door and the whole wall shakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Blofeld, which apparently uh, Dr. Evil is based on, like with the scar and the bald head and the, right. the yeah. weird outfit, like uh, like that, uh, that classic Bond villain. Well, when he talks about his past, when they go to <laughs> therapy... My mother Father. had webbed feet and was a French prostitute. My yeah. father was a... <laughs> did yeah. And, and we actually get like... to see his parents in a flashback in <laughs> yeah. the next film, <laughs> by yeah. the way. It's hilarious. It's like, all right, so you have there's some continuity between the films, yes. It's good on them. But, oh my gosh, this is like... It, it's. I want to say this is on par with Spice World. In the amount I, of, I'd go with that. It laughs at itself as it does it. Oh yeah, they're not. They're not, not there to be serious. They they don't want to be serious because they know they're making fun of things. Mm-hmm. But they still kind of giggle and laugh at each other when mm-hmm. they do stupid things, which is great because you're like, oh, you know, it's not. We we don't think this is real. Well, you know, they were just making fun. So it's good from that perspective. Oh yeah, there's suggested nudity. There's really Th- that's not one of the be- that's one of the best bits in the movie is uh, the the moving products to hide uh, like male genitals and, and female breasts. Like it's just yeah. the, the clever, that's the most, that's one of the most clever things in this movie. It's just using a film medium because it's supposed to be watched. Oh man, that's really funny. The conversation is pretty dull, but what's happening on screen is really funny. Yeah. It's, we're almost, uh, uh, nope, not quite. The, uh, the scene at the end with the, uh, the melons and the, uh, the, the, the pineapples and, and, the, and the balloon inflating <laughs> and then yeah. deflating yeah or the biting the sausage as it were it's very good it, yes like yeah these jokes and they do a little more in the later movies but we're not here to talk about the later movies that expand true. on this but just but the question is is uh-huh. so it appropriate age range and would they even get it i'd say teens now would understand a lot of the jokes like some of it's pretty on the nose like he, him taking a long time to pee that's i point out that's not how freezing works your bladder wouldn't get more full but whatever it's fine it's a it's a fun right. pee joke actually I, there, there's a lot of toilet humor in this. there's a lot of toilet humor. a lot of toilet humor in this movie it's um, a teenager level te- like, it's, it's teenager appropriate i just don't, i don't know if they get a lot of the jokes yeah yeah it's it's very gen x gen z when you guys era. pointed out that the uh like your niece or nephew wouldn't understand the cd on the record player yeah because they'd be like what's a record player what right what's a cd Yes. What's well, a, in, uh, what's a, what's a, what's that pump for? <laughs> it's for the Swedes. Yes, it's a <laughs> Swedish. Pump. It's made by the Swedes. Another question I have to both of you is: How do you feel this movie holds up? Mm. Because this film was a man mm. out of time and not not in touch with his social mores of 1997. Yeah, but I feel like s- some of the jokes are actually kind of cringy now. They are. I would agree with and, that. And, and kind of don't work. The 90s were a weird time for comedy. They were quote unquote progressive, but if you look at a lot of it, there's a lot of like kind of bagging on gay and trans culture. Yeah. Like that was happening. And they just, it just wasn't recognized until way later, which is a, a unfortunate. But some of the jokes are pretty standard, like Looney Tunes level, like, like, like the sausage biting and uh, Austin. I, Thank you guys for putting up with me laughing. Austin getting stuck in that corridor with the back and forth 
Trying to well, sorry, trying so to get trying to a, getting stuck in a hallway with a, a like well, it's a tra- little go kart level thing. trying to do a three point turnaround, but it was actually a twenty point turnaround. Yeah, and he got stuck, which is a very Looney Tunes show, which I thought was great. There's <laughs> there's some jokes that are amazing, and some of this movie they're just you're not they're not funny anymore. Yeah, it's like ooh, okay, I can see when that was funny. Yeah, but when, now so and, yeah, for a younger and, teenager or anyone under the, in under twenty, they would be like, I don't understand. At this why point, this it's a funny. history lesson. For it them. is kind of yeah. well, like, and I, I would also say that there are some kind of borderline misogynistic jokes mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. film that they kind of they gloss over. They gloss. They kind of make a nod. Oh, you're being naughty. You're being a little misogynistic when they're on the plane. But, but today we can see if it see see it for what it is. Yeah, the plane scene where Austin's like on his rotating bed and then turbulence happens. He keeps fake falling on uh Vanessa like, "Oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. This is so problematic." Yeah, well, that that I mean, so is it That a spoof? is sexual assault. Yeah. It is. Yeah. By it's definition. Also, it's also a spoof on what they did in the 60s right. in those films, which is like, "Oh, it's I, an accident. I fell on yeah. you." Yeah, and now I'm going to rape you. So here we go. So, yeah, I guess the, the question is where that line gets crossed and where it, it's a classic thing of like when it you know comedy plus time equals or no tragedy plus time equals comedy like is this funny still is this not okay anymore it's, it's a val- i think it's a valid question okay, so it's we're getting way deeper spoof. than we're getting deeper than i meant to on Austin well, Powers it's, a spoof. It's, a spoof. It's, it is a riff and a spoof on yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened in that time frame 30 years prior to when this was made yeah yeah and now 30 years later we're watching it and going yeah uh, yeah it was funny to me in 1997 some of the things that were funny to me then, I've grown as a person. Yeah, yeah. And the culture has changed, Absolutely. and it's not quite as funny or not funny at all. Well, I, and, I will so, say- so again, is mm-hmm. the point that they're spoofing it and not trying to be funny, but just spoof it and get the comedy out of the spoofing versus we're trying to be funny telling this really rude, crass thing that they can get away with on SNL, but they can't get away with you know today. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's a mix of both. I don't think right. it's one I, or the other. I I'd don't agree think with you that. can really So you can sit there and think about like what what was the intent? And I think they're smart writers and I think they're smart comedians. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. And there Perhaps. were very smart jokes in Oh no, yeah. yeah. It was a very funny movie. The whole Mr. Biggles the Mr. Bigglesworth thing where this fluffy white cat, a classic Bond villain trope is frozen and then all the hair falls out and it's a reason for Will Ferrell's character to get burned. But not killed, just burned until he just complains burned. and, and then someone shoots shot. him twice. <laughs> shoots him twice, but doesn't kill but him. But yeah, so now, and then for the rest of the movie, <laughs> oh, this, this nude Sphinx cat is just hanging out in the movie. He's just won't let go of it. Yeah, like, it's a hairless it's, cat. It's a fun, it's a it's a fun visual yeah. gag. And it's like, I feel sorry for the cat because the cat's just like, what am apparently, I doing Apparently the cat kept falling asleep on Mike Myers and was delaying shooting because it was so comfortable. It's like, I'm oh, having a good time. It's snooze, snooze, snooze. You're warm. <laughs> I'm cold. You're warm. Oh, what did I say uh, before we recorded? Uh, they, they named it uh, Ted Nude Gent. Ted Nude Gents. Oh, very yeah, funny. Yeah, huh? Yeah. So they had fun. I like the cast in the movie. There's but, a lot of really uh, good actors. Elizabeth actors. Hurley, uh, Mike that, Myers, yeah. who I'm hit or miss on these days, but Mike Myers, uh, Elizabeth Hurley, Seth Green was great in this. Yep. Um, Mindy, oh, geez. Let me look her up. Uh, Robert Wagner played number two. <laughs> yeah. I was. It was kind of interesting because I'm like, if you know his history, he's shady AF, dude. I mean, who? He, Robert Wagner. He was married to. Oh, he, Natalie oh, Woods. Oh no! Who ended up 
getting pushed off a boat and drowned in... So anyway, allegedly. Any, anyway, Mindy Sterling played Frau Farbizina, the yeah. one who kept screaming. Which is a great box. character. God, I love that character so much. She's great. And, and, she's and she the, really comes into her own in, in other she really sequels. Does. And she's also in the second and third ones. Oh, no. Oh, she, yeah. She's yeah. Scott's mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, spoiler for the later movie, she's the, the egg that, w- that was in. Yeah. yeah. I'm your mother. That's why he God. slaps his. She slaps his hand when he was going to burn him, and she's like, "No, that's my son. That's my son. No." <laughs> but he doesn't know. Nah, that. she's great. This movie does not pass the Bechdel test. No, of course not. There's no. no two women talk to each other. Not about a man. I don't think two women talk to each other. Uh, other than the fembots looking no. at each other and going crazy. Uh, well, mom and dad. Oh, mom and daughter talk to each other. But once. they talk about they, but they talk, talk about, about Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. get close. His teeth are. And then they hold the magnifying glass to hide his, his uh, genitals. I like the visuals that they uh, pulled from a lot of the Bond movies. The uh, the moon, like Brian said, Moonraker. Like that's what this makes me think. Yeah, of. the the evil base with dudes in white outfits doing stuff. And Doctor Evil and says, "I hope you're like the futuristic outfits I put you in." <laughs> it's like they just dress and they dress that they dress them, and they never talk about in, the other in, movies. Like who put these weird clothes on 60s, me? Sixties <laughs> uh, attire. Yeah. They literally during the like the last third of the whole movie, they change costumes almost every other scene. It's a lot. And you're like, when did they change clothes? And why did I they was asking clothes? Dan and Brian like, who did who did <laughs> Vanessa's eyeshadow? Like, did Random Task do that? The, yes, the Bond, the Bond, <laughs> the Bond villain, random, villain task. Yeah, random task. The Asian guy that throws a shoe at people. He looks who Samoan. Sh- who he throws, looks a, Samoan sh- who throws a shoe, honestly? Very, very <laughs> similar to Odd Lot. Odd, Odd job. job. Odd job. That, that's why random task hat. is so funny. They yeah. literally took two different words and just changed it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it, he was good in that. At least, you know, they didn't have Chrome Dome, the dude with the teeth. Oh, uh, Jaws! Yeah, Jaws. Ja- I like J- I like Jaws. He found a uh, love in that one movie he we watched, did. Moonraker. Yes, he yeah, did at the end of that. Jaws is great. Jaws was Jaws came in in Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Odd job was was, was no Goldfinger pre- previous. previously. Okay. Yeah, he, uh-huh. he was he was Thunderbolt and uh, from what Russia with Love and all right. I'm kind of surprised we never got a, a Jaws knockoff on a. That's on, what I'm saying. And later, Austin Powers, we got Fat yeah. Bastard, but. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. In my that, belly. that was <laughs> true. That was just Mike I want My- to eat a baby. That was Mike Myers doing a terrible Scottish accent. Yeah. Like Shrek. But yeah. For many, many movies and cartoons. Many, many movies. Boy, it should have been Chris Farley. I'm not mad about uh the, the female leads in this, uh, Mimi Rogers playing yes. Mrs. Kensington. They own Elizabeth Early everything. playing Miss Kensington. Yes, Fa- mother. The the Fembots. Yes, the yeah. to Nancy Sinatra's and, and, uh, boots. And, and what is the name of the uh, woman who plays a lot of vagina? <laughs> vagina, <laughs> vagina with an F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, is. I thought it was like what's her name, the Hispanic uh, fa- actress. Fa- that's really Fabiana really Udenio. Yeah, who we've seen in so many other things. I'm yes. gonna look it up right now. Yeah, no, I thought it was um, um, heads up, guys. She was in Jane the Virgin. That's actually a pretty fun movie, uh, fun show. Uh, she was in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Fubar. Uh, Never saw it. Clouded with a Chance of Christmas. Never saw no. it. <laughs> CSI <laughs> Miami, an episode of that. Nope. Zoe 101. None of us have seen that. We're all grown men. <laughs> yeah. Um, Freaky Links. Yeah, nothing we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I liked her. She she looks yeah, like Danica she, Patrick. She was fine. She looks like Danica Patrick from uh, Wonder Years. Kind I kept of. thinking it was her, but it's not. She does her job as a, a Bond villain girl. Yeah, as girl a uh, femme fatale. Yes, femme fatale. Bond. Uh, Let me wash you, Mr. Powers. Yes. 
which led to one of the main oh, moments. Oh, baby, I'm, behave. One of the many, many moments I'm pretty sure we just improvised on scene, like on set with him like kicking his leg up. Oh, yeah. We, we were kept calling out, like, was this improvised or not? Uh, probably a lot of it was because wasn't he one of the executive producers or didn't yeah. he have a lot he, of say? He was the executive producer. Uh, I think at this point he was an alum on SNL for a while. Yeah. Well, and th- this was after Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two, I That's believe. True, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he w- he at the start of this, he was riding high. Oh yeah, and yeah. And then he made the two sequels. Was on Love Guru. Boy, and, howdy! Uh, and boy, we never heard from him again. We, we got a nice little peek of the Love Guru in this with, with their uh, disguises. Yeah, yeah. Which he, boy, it, the movie sped the hell up at that point. It's like we're in disguises. We get we get new disguises. A guy calls us out. We get caught by the bad guy. He basically did the back half of a Bond movie in two minutes. Yeah, if that, <laughs> which I kind of appreciate. Well, you know, the first half hour was world building. Yeah, yeah. This movie's yeah. well paced for being yeah, a weird I mean, comedy. But, the, but, the, but again, the pacing is very up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. super slow at the top, and then it just speeds up. And then it's just like done, and then it slows a little bit. Because I think they're trying to emphasize some very key points, which then yeah. carry over to some of the other movies that come after. I, I could see that. Like, I need therapy because my son hates me. Daddy does. Daddy wasn't there. Bam, bam, ba, damn, but changed my underwear. Do, do, or whatever. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Uh, so Austin n- Power was was British. He was British really? and yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Well, Canuck. Mike Myers is Canadian. Austin Powers is British, and they they drink beers in Britain, right? They do. They drink a lot of beer in Britain. They did they not didn't drink, drink anything whole in this movie. Champagne. Well, tab. wine, wine, and, yeah, and a lot tab. of tab, tab, wine, tab. wine on the table. You didn't see anyone drink it. There was no, wine they didn't. on the table. I genuinely said, "Oh, look at those cool wine glasses." And Dan goes, "Those are champagne glasses." Yeah, they look like what? champagne fruits. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, even no. the evil people didn't drink. No, no one. They drank did, it. but they did smoke. They shushed their sons, and they shushed. I have a whole bag of. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Oh, I thought you guys were going to cut me off. <laughs> Dan, Dan uh, put in a shush there. <laughs> yeah, we had some beers with this movie. We uh, Pretty good beers. had stopped for some food at a wonderful <laughs> British restaurant called Horse Brass. I was generally supposed to say Hammer and Stitch, and they're not around yeah. anymore, I don't Horse think. Horse Brass, no, they're, those guys are closed, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so we, we had some food and a British beer there, and then we drove a couple blocks away to the north to Belmont Station. And we're like, oh, hey, let's get some British beers here and then go watch this great film. So, Belmont Station's fun because it has a little shopping area and then a little bar area. Yeah. You, and they let you walk around with your beer. And you like can buy a beer, drink a beer, and buy beer. Yeah, all it, at it's, the same time. It's the best thing. It's shagadelic, you could say. It is. Oh, baby, behave. You behave. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you guys had either of these <laughs> beers before? I don't think I have. Yes, I've had Boddington's. Ooh. Ooh, all right. Actually, I think I've had both before. I, I've had both. <gasps> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the lurch. I have not had either before, but I will tell you how I felt about it once Dan describes each one. Okay, so Belmont Station, thank you for having good beers for us to purchase and consume while we watch this very good film. I don't, I'm not sure, and we talked about this a little bit while we were watching, this Boddington's Pub Ale, which is a standard... 4.7, just really kind of shallow flavored ale. I mean, it's a traditional British ale. I mean, yep. it, you can't go wrong. It's been around for like 200 years. The can's great. Check the Instagram for the the can art. It's Bonington's Pub Ale. Uh, it's got bees on a on a ca- cask, not cask, um, yes. barrel. Yes, bees on a barrel. That sounds like a fun video game. <laughs> and who who doesn't love bees? 
Nick Cage, Nick and Cage and the Wicker Man. And so these extra tall boys, these are taller than a normal tall boy, have a nitro tab in them. To it's make a, room for the mi- nitro tab. Correct. So yes. you pour them, do not, if you drink this straight out of the can, uh-huh. I will smack you. <laughs> so, show so, up so real quick, you. Dan will show up in West Virginia <laughs> and smack you. If do you're not, listening from people afar. People in West Virginia don't have the do internet. <laughs> do, not, do not drink this beer out of the can so, so, Dan, it's like a, a Guinness where it has a little nitro tab. Yes. What happens if you drink it out of the can? It's just not tasting good. You're not going to get the, the, the nitro's releasing, but a very, very small amount and not oh. fully releasing. So, Dear Ohio listeners, yes. <laughs> if you're hearing this, don't drink this out of a can. Dan's going to show up at your house and smack, smack you. you. I, I do not condone violence, but you need to get smacked if you drink this out of the can. Puerto Rico, it's watch like, out. <laughs> it's it's like drinking a Guinness that has nitro tab in uh-huh, it uh-huh. out of the can instead of pouring it and letting the nitro do its Which, thing. It's funny. I've never drank Guinness out of a can before, so I never thought about it until you just now said. Yeah, I have, and it's not good. It's not good? No. Does it just taste different? Is the texture off? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to taste the, the, nit- the oxygenation of the beer causes you know the shift between high density co2 and less density co2 so it's not gonna there's there's less space for it to have that exchange so So, so it needs the the space to move around correct so when you're pouring a beer you're creating space for that 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 compressed nitrous and co2 mix to Uh expand and release and that's what makes the head and if you don't give it space to do that it's trapped inside the liquid and so you're gonna burp it's gonna make you feel so, so loaded. It put, it, and it's like drinking a flat beer in terms of taste? Yes, it's going to taste flat. Even yeah. though it's not flat, it's just you haven't released Interesting. the aromatics. aromatics and the, okay. the, there's no gas exchange that's happening. So again, and we mentioned this before, when you go to a bar and they don't serve you, a, if they serve you a beer with no head, send it back. Or drink some and spit some back into it to create some head. Because there has to be an exchange occurring in order for the aromatics to happen. In order, and, and beer with no head will fill you up more. It'll make you feel gassy because all the gas is still in the beer instead of releasing like it should. That's so interesting. I've, I've drank like light lagers and, and pilsners at a sports bar that had no head. And I felt really full and bloated yeah. because I, I apparently because they didn't have this. Didn't put a head on it. You'll yeah. see me. I'll take a sip and spit it back into it to cause it to react and create a head and foam out. Is that okay? That's why I do that. And cool. it's like, oh, there's no head on it. Yeah, let me, let me sip a little and push it back out. So it, it reacts and then says, hey, there's oxygenation amongst all of us and we're going to now release because we have a way. It's a chain reaction of the molecules. I'm like, science people, come on. It's just I, I beer, love but it's science. I love that the past few episodes have been uh, focused on the the why beer head is important because people either think oh you shouldn't have any head or if they pour poorly it's uh, too like much too much head like half the glass right. like, well oh you made a mistake here. and yeah pour, yeah there's no mistake the in that it, I mean if d- if you get a Czechoslovakia and Pilsner in the Czech Republic you can get it three ways all head uh-huh. some head and very little head but the very little head costs you more oh because they don't want to serve it that way okay. Yeah, so you want meat, you want half or a lot of head for some beers because that then just generally releases, and the beer should warm up as you drink it anyway. It shouldn't be necessarily cellar. It so, shouldn't be refrigerated. So this beer we had yes. ha- has the nitro tab. Is that what it's called? Yes, it's a little. Had the nitro tab. We all poured into glasses. We yes. poured, I think, appropriately. We all yes. know how to pour beer at this point. I hope so. I, I, well, I mean, I didn't spill, so I'm doing all right. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed it. 
I thought it was really tasty. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, we were talking about, did it really match the film or not? I don't know. I mean, it's a fun film and this is a fun beer. The flavor, did it change to either of you as it warmed up? I don't, I didn't notice. I didn't feel like it changed at it all. Shouldn't. It stayed pretty steady. Most British pales and British milds and, and these lighter British beers should consistently have the same flavor profile even as they warm up. It's done that way purposely because you're used to being a, buying a big pint and it's going to yeah. sit there for an hour while you sit. Right, while you chat in the pub with Correct. your yeah. pals. Catch, it's, up, it's, catch up with, you, with your blokes and your lasses and all that. It's lighter alcohol and it's meant to be consistent in flavor even as it warms. And it's just they, they fine-tune that with the recipe and the processes that they use for when they do their you know, kegging and canning and bottling to make sure that there is still oxygenation. I mean, it, it didn't taste flat when I finished it. No, no. It tasted great the whole way through. Like there was a point where Dan said, ready for the second beer. I had a little bit left. Like, oh, I got to finish it. I've been yeah. enjoying it We're so halfway long. through and we still have some uh, in our glass. We're still so I'm not going to read the... I'm and not, it was hmm. certainly, you could drink it fast also. There oh, are, of course. There are some beers that we've had where I've still had some left. Yeah. And... Like getting that last two inches of a glass down was hard. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Th- this, this was very easy. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it that I had some left. It was just I was enjoying it as I was enjoying the film. Yeah, yeah. So it I worked really well with this easy to watch movie. Slow sipping beer. I'm not going to read the whole advertising thing like Aaron does, but I do want to point out the can has three images on the back of the can with instructions. Yes. For best results, serve cool but not ice cold. It says 41 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, carefully open can, comma, pour contents into a glass. And it shows you uh, almost not quite 45 degrees, but it shows a, a tilt to the glass so you don't get too much foam. And it's not right on it. So you should yeah. give it some aeration as mm-hmm. it pours. Mm-hmm. It's, not a heavy, it's not a heavy pour where you're way holding it like a half a foot above the glass. But you want to have a little bit of space because then that causes the... Oxygenation, oxygen, oxygenation. I can't even. Oxygen adjacent. Oxygen adjacent. Oxygen adjacent. Oxygen adjacent. I can get it out. I was just. Scrolling I was genuinely trying to help, and it then creates, I started to do a bit. It creates the movement that allows those yeah. molecules to release and go. Hey, I'm here. That makes a lot of sense. I want to get into the last part, which kind of wait, covers what Dan just talked. It says wait dot dot dot. It gives you ellipses. Yeah. Wait. And watch the head settle on a perfect glass of Buddington's Pub Ale. Yes. So Warning, this, this can contains a pressurized insert. Do not tamper, even when it's empty. Yes. <laughs> and you don't want to mess with that insert. It, it, and can, it's not going to come out. You you can shake it all you but want. Could it's, it, like, explode? No, not really. Okay. But don't mess with it. But I, I, did, I did enjoy sued. this beer. This they was really tasty. Yeah. I don't... I think flavor-wise, it didn't quite match the film's tone, but I think it went well with the film. Uh, you guys pointed out, it's easy to drink. It's easy to watch. Yeah. That goes hand in hand. Like that's a good point. I, I would say it's not a full flavored beer. There's not a yeah, lot of complexity yeah. to it, which Correct. which is fine. I mean, this film mm-hmm, is not mm-hmm. a real complex film. <laughs> no, and I think for that reason, yeah, it's, it's not, not a, a complex Scorsese beer. epic. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's it's a ninety minute. It's one. It actually goes really fast. It's not oh, a yeah. slow burner. There's a, there's a few moments where there's slow dialogue, but that's it. There's a lot of movement. There's, they do fly planes and go places. They drive their car around. They're in Vegas where there's lots of lights. They have, and, they have a, a, a fun 60s montage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, there, there's a lot of jokes. Yeah. And even though some of them don't quite land 
at least anymore. Eh. They're over quickly. So yeah. it's one joke to the next. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. pretty quick. So so Boddington's is produced, unfortunately, here in the U.S. Yeah, we, we discovered that it, like 10 minutes in the movie, I think, right? Yeah, I was looking up the research. I was doing a little research. Uh, so I have some notes, and it's from the Budweiser Group. So this is not necessarily Sorry, owned y'all. by them, but it's it is. Uh, so we we pay not Shagadelic at all. It's not. Baby. So the money went to the big corporation. That's evil, <laughs> but that's okay. It's still a good beer. Yeah. we enjoyed it, and that's all I can say. I'm like, it is you, imported you from money. Britain on the can. That's yeah. something. Maybe the recipe. The recipe is important. Yeah, the recipe. The recipe is important. At least they stick to the recipe. They. they Brewed and bottled here in the grand but, old USA. But they keep the recipe. That's something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In the vat right next to the Bud Light. Yes. <laughs> so the, the second one that we enjoyed was more yum, authentic. Yum, yum. And so there's a, a company, which is hilariously not British. Uh, brewed at the old brewery Tabcaster? Tabcaster. Tabcaster. Yep. EST 1758. Yes. Product of the UK. Yes, United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Samuel Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. Yes, I I picked this one because I don't see a lot of brown ales. And a friend of ours uh, who lives in Everett, Washington, loves brown ales. Brewed some. Dan gave it the thumbs up. That was a fun little evening. But yeah, you don't see a lot of brown ales, and just like you don't see a lot of uh, Mike Myers movies anymore. <laughs> Correct. And and I think there's something to be said for this brewery because they do a lot of fruit beers they do oh right right. their fruit beers are really amazing if you can get them in a bottle there's a strawberry ale that they make that doesn't taste anything like beer it just tastes like like you're drinking a strawberry parfait is a fruit beer in a bottle preferred to a can or preferred to a draft (sighs) that's a really tough question yeah i had a feeling you don't have to have an answer i was just curious if there was a good answer again it depends on the style of beer and what it's made with okay is there a lot of pulp because we've had yeah Smoothie yeah. beers, which Ugh. is like basically drinking <laughs> a, 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 a milkshake or something. It's just got so much pulp and body to Long-time it. Long-time listeners will know, Blake does Ugh. not care for those. Check back to other episodes, True Believers. Yeah. Smile and Stan. It's not so good. <laughs> but this but, was great. I like this. Yeah. This yeah. is delicious. So this, this brewery's been around since 1758. It's uh, There's one of three breweries that are in Tadcaster in North Yorkshire. In England. Yorkshire. Yorkshire. <laughs> I have no Yorkshire. idea if that's right or not. Yorkshire, that, family owned. that is correct. Yorkshire. <laughs> Very diplomatic answer, uh, Brian. <laughs> the, the, the Yorkshire people are quite beautiful, quite lovely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I spent quite a, quite a bit of one summer with them. Would Did you, you say really? Was, would you say it was shagadelic? <laughs> it was shagadelic, baby. Shaggy. It was shagadelic, Oh, yeah. Baby. So these guys again, they do behave. They, they do some traditional styles. They have an India ale, a chocolate, a stout. Ooh, they have a chocolate. Ale. That's they interesting. Have, yeah, which is actually really good. So you can usually find these in kind of the bomber size bottles. For they're not terribly cheap, but you can get them across the U.S. I've seen them on the East Coast. The same with Boddingtons. You can find it across the U.S. in if you have a liquor store or a bottle shop that has a decent buyer and knows good beer. Or yeah, at least yeah, yeah. Can try to get some good imports. You're going to pay import prices. It's so this is something where you want someone who's a pro picking stuff out to say, hey, ooh, I want that on my shelf. Correct. Because like the regular distrib- distributor is not going to just have this. Yeah, and I, okay. I, I would say I've, I've had out of at least the 30 or so different beers that they have on their website that they've made, the organic strawberry fruit beer, I think, and there's a, a raspberry that's also good, but not quite as good. 
stands up with um, their stout. They have an oatmeal stout and this brown, which Ooh. are really amazing. But they also do ciders and a few other things. So it's a company that's really like expanded their portfolio. Yeah, they're doing they're they're exporting a lot. I mean, you can like I said, it's le- legit authentic, either in bottle or tall boy so, can. So is this something if I went over to the UK and just went to a pub, I might be able to find? Maybe. Interesting. See, I don't know. I, I probably have to go to that area, like to a tadcaster. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan was telling me this story early in the day that most most villages in Britain they make a beer have. A beer, a beer, one beer, yeah, yeah, and that's the local beer. And Fair so enough. You're, you're not you necessarily get. gonna see these because okay. these are okay. made for export only. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Which okay. is really common in Europe, like in France and Germany and Italy and Spain and stuff. You you'll see breweries, but you're not gonna find that beer locally if they're big productions. Yeah, typically it's just for export only. Okay, um, cool. But local stuff, they just stick to what they've been serving for 300, 400 years. It's like it's a beer, you get it. If it shifts a little bit because there's no consistency in, in their production, that's what it is. A, you're not going to complain. It's just the beer you have. That's I, the beer. That's our beer. That's, yep. As the British may say, it's a Bali walking on the wicked, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it, whatever that means. Brian, please, that's offensive. <laughs> That's the thing I just made up. <laughs> yeah. So your guys' thoughts on this brown. I so really liked this it. This brown was really, really I, nice. I, I, I did enjoy it as I don't well. Know I enjoyed I liked, it. I don't yeah. know if I liked it more than Boddington's, but it was about the same level. I really enjoyed this. It's just 5%. It's just really mild. I, I would say the flavor is a little bit uh, deeper. There's a little more complexity to it. Yeah. And I did enjoy that. Uh, I don't know if it matches the film better than Boddington's. but I'd almost say this would work As, as a like, beer to drink, it was more enjoyable to me. Yeah. I'd almost say this would work better with a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, like a, a slow-moving, uh, dramatic spy drama, which feels redundant. But just you know, something to sip while this like tense drama is happening. So most of but, us, drank but it's this, British, and this is a British set film. I think the three of us drank this out of a can and not poured it into a glass. Uh, no, I poured it in a glass. Did you pour it in a glass? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did not. I drank mine out of the can. I did as well. I. And there's nothing wrong with that because this beer holds up. I think I was panicking from the previous one. Just like, well, dance is all glass. I just get pouring. Like, no, this was this is a nice brown. You don't have to pour it into yeah, a glass if you this want This one to. doesn't have a little robot inside that <laughs> yes. pumps nitrogen into your bloodstream. I swear it's yeah. not mine. Like the Terminator. It's not mine. That pump is not mine. It's a Swedish Terminator, even, baby. Even yeah. Though he wrote the book on how to use it. <laughs> and have a warranty you signed. That's a good bit. Um, yes. No, I enjoyed it in the glass. Like out of a glass, it tasted. I imagine how it would taste if I got it at a pub. Did Did it warm up and change flavor? I don't believe it did. It's no, consistent. It's, it stayed pretty yeah. steady. It's yeah, it's really consistent. I applaud these breweries for making beer that can stand up to being warm. Mm-hmm. So again, if you go to England, you're going to get it on cask, or you're going to get it on a nitro pour, or you're going to get it flat. It's going to be warm and flat. And you're just going to have to accept that's how they serve beer in England. It's not going to have the same carbonation levels because they don't pump the same amount of gas in it. Even on a po- natural, normal pour that yeah, you're going to get at yeah. a bar, it's not going to have as much carbonation. Because mm. they, they are just traditionally, they, they've never had that. And they're used to it being more flat in flavor profile. Yeah, the Brits, Brits are real traditional. They're flat. <laughs> yeah, know. baby. <laughs> I don't have a follow-up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> All right, so good film, good beers. Yeah. If you're going to watch fun this. Fun film, uh, tasty uh, beers. Get, get something that you're going to enjoy and have fun with. I don't necessarily say you have to find British beers to have with this film. I'd almost say mm. if you can't get these particular beers or a particular British beer, 
anything kind of light, something you can, like it's easy to drink because yeah. the movie's easy to watch. You know, it's you're not going to be thinking. It's not there will be blood. You, 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 you don't not, need to necessarily pause it for a potty break because nah, you're not nah, missing nah. anything. <laughs> I only request a pause because of that great speech about Doctor Evil's parents. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would also suggest don't go with your standard American lager. Yeah, I yeah. I don't feel like you know your Bud Lights and your PBRs really go with this film. Yeah, maybe you pregame with those and then have something to sip while watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Get yourself some chips, crisps. Does, some does, chips. I was about to say, does this mean uh, potato chips or French fries? Crisps, crisps, crisps. And just some some fried fish. Yes. Some mushy peas. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just, a steak and pe- a that. steak and mushroom pie and yeah, yeah, all that. Know. Some haggis, some haggis, <laughs> some That's scotch Scottish. eggs. <laughs> oh, we had scotch egg. We, we uh, did eat scotch egg. Haggis, some uh, some, some, some Thai noodles and a deep fried Twinkie. Some uh, ro- ro- Twinkie. Rocky Mountain oysters, <laughs> if you want. I, I I think we really enjoyed this film. I think we wanted That's to watch film. something fun and and not really get serious because we had our. Halloween episode recently that was kind of like scary and it's pretty intense. Yeah. And then you had to sit through me and Jason talking about the Dark Knight, which you'll get to hear, listeners, or you already have heard. Yeah, it'll, 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 it's coming out shortly. Thank so, you, Dan. We love you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any thoughts? On, any last thoughts on these beers of this movie here? I mean, I I applaud it. I think it's a good film. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. It is a moment in time. It's very much a moment in time. Yeah. it's almost a history lesson. It for, is kind of if you're of a young I, enough age. I think if you're over the age of thirty. You're probably going to enjoy watching this again. If you're younger than 30, probably it, not. It d- didn't age great, and you just don't, you don't have a cultural context for this film. If you're way it. younger than 30, this is the voice of Shrek before he was the voice of Shrek, so shut up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you just, I mean, you have no, no connection to the 60s yeah, or yeah. those spy dramas. Yeah. And your parents might not even have been alive at that time. Yeah, so. they don't really so. spoof that stuff anymore. They never really talk about it. No, it's it's kind of like, did I see that growing up? Yeah, no, maybe. Eh. I'm trying to think of like other cartoons that poked at this and like the, uh, the Teen Titans cartoon, it was kind of a vaguely serious Batman animated series style, had a char- uh, character called um, Mad Mod who looked like Austin Powers and did like psychedelic Mysterio type tricks with like a 60s era vibe to it. Yeah. So, but that was like 2000s. So kids might have seen that, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's my, still. Your weird uncle's going to quote this film all the time still because <laughs> he's just, he's stuck. And he yeah. really and, should. And now you, you'll you know where it came from. And now you'll know why he's still single and has 17 cats. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I know some people like that, too. Which that's is there's nothing up. wrong with, but just heads up, that's why. <laughs> yes. yeah. As always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts. And we thank you all for hanging out and enjoying Austin Powers. If you don't hydrate, you're going to dehydrate, baby. Yeah. Don't call me baby anymore. Call me my name. If you don't hydrate, you're going to dehydrate. Mr. Kapersky. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll uh, be seeing you and catch you on the next episode. And, uh, Thanks for listening. This is Brian. Signing off, baby. This is Blake and America. I'm going uh, goodbye. Mas que nada,